And we left on a cliffhanger of me trying to name a single major game company that is actually based in Dublin. Well, not major, just somebody trying to do something different. And I can tell you one that's doing quite well, which I think is the guys who are doing the Dark Side Detective. Oh, yeah. You, guess what? I'm actually working with, with one of them over the summer to make, oh, a, to make a summer game. Nope. Okay, who's it? Christopher Colston. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Very nice guy. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I think they're the only company where I've actually seen them seen a game and like I would buy that and I have a bot that's great and I can't wait for season 2 from what I've heard of it I really like the Dark Side of Terror I, I, I kind of wish it had actual animation but I get the kind of vibe they're going no, for no yeah they're going they're coming for like kind of a, a noir storytelling mm. maybe slightly kind of novel-esque kind of approach yeah and that's cool I like yeah. that kind of stuff um, okay here about how, how about this being a writer, like that's that's what you that's what you do, that's what you like to do. Yeah. Your story is very important to you. Do you believe that a game is acceptable or even considered a good game if it's fun to play, it's a lot of it's really cool, but the story is crap? It has to be a really really fun game to play. It has to have a really, I I, I would rather a game with a bad story and a fun gameplay okay. rather than a game that's just gameplay. I don't like Overwatch. Oh, I, uh, I, I like the, I like I like the story in Overwatch, but I never get to play it. So why do I have to care about it? You know, I just watch the YouTube videos when they release. Yeah, that's the thing. I, a lot of Overwatch's story is you kind of have to go out of your way to find it. Yeah, to find yeah. it. And it's not actually apparent yeah. in game. Yeah, I, I mean, made, and then there's all these other games where it's kind of like we made a battle royale and it's got a world, but like you just play and it's just like you had a texture pack or something like that. And you I still mean, love a Fortnite is a lot of fun. It's it's definitely it's yeah. definitely very smooth. I personally prefer personally, like personally. I would play a battle royale game if it had a proper story somehow built into it. Now, getting a story to work in a game sure. is way harder than just writing a story. It, that's why I kind of jumped out of it. <laughs> but like, if I like, I have ideas. Like to me. Like, I wrote a 25-page pitch document for, like, an Arabian Nights Dark Souls. Really? Yeah. Like, I've got, like, like I need money to do all this, so, like, I'm just writing my time. But, like, at the moment, it's just, like, I have ideas for games and ideas for stories for games. Yeah. Just, I can't program anymore because it leapfrogged me at this stage and all that, and, like, I have to get back into it. Uh-huh. And um, it's just, at the same time, like, if I want to write a TV pilot, right. I actually can just do it. Yeah. To get a game up and show your story, you gotta build the mechanics, you gotta program it, you gotta get the art, you gotta get it's such a hurdle to do it. I get why people don't want to make single player games anymore. But single player games are very important because eventually you're not making games, you're just making toys. And there's not that much soul in the toy, I feel, in a lot of ways. That's the, yeah, that's why I, I put a lot of value in couch co op games. Not like, even that, I just put a lot of value on a well produced story. God of War, the one that just came out. I haven't. I actually. I don't know anything about it. So good. Really? It's amazing. I'm still. That, that, I... Like they somehow got the goofiest game character in Sony's library with the goofiest backstory, and the most ridiculous '90s comic book nonsense. <laughs> and they made him. They made the whole story feel like you were playing Game of Thrones. Like well, it was that level of story, and like family conflict and drama and like gods fighting gods and mortals gone and so on and so forth to be great. to be honest the new god of war god of war 4 i guess five no four no it's i don't know it's god of war in the ma- in the main in the main trilogy trilogy in god the main story it's the fourth one i have no idea i just call it god no. of war it's, it's it's like it's its own first take well yeah because apparently it is just, i think it is just being marketed as god of war it is yeah um 
And it's of all of the whole, of all the God of War games, this is the first one where I'm just like, I actually really want to play it. Oh, I, I my book. the other ones I kind of played just out of like everyone talks about them. I should play them and see what the big deal is. Like, here's the thing, um, I play mostly in PC. I had a PS4, but then my brother moved to Scotland took the PS4 with him. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I heard this God of War was so good. I was like, oh, but I don't have enough money to buy a PS4 because they're so expensive. Uh huh. And I've had this one PC for years. So I literally got a long play, one video, the whole gameplay through, no talking. I watched that. I did it in a day. And I was just like, that was actually worth the time sitting down for eight hours just to watch. Is it really eight game. hours, the whole game? It felt like eight hours to me. I don't know. I knew I knew I had to sleep midway through it. <laughs> so it was long. But like, I really, really liked it. It was so good. The character relationships, so, so in between you and the sun, and then there's other characters that come into it. Mm. The design of the world felt so real. Like this is like you know when they say like oh the mythology that we got is like an afterwreck of what happened. That's what we feel like as you as you're playing. You're like this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is how nuts it was before humans. Yeah, when it was just gods and mortals. Sure. And I was like, I love it. I and then, like and then before that then like my first big RPG experience yeah. was Follow Tree. Oh, I jumped Fallout in. Three. I love Bethesda games. If I could make any game, it would be a Bethesda game. But I love Fallout 3. I love how deep the world is in such a small package and so on and so forth. You don't need that much to do. I just I just want the next Fallout game to take Have pl- you seen the next Fallout game? Fallout 76? No, I haven't seen it yet. No, you know about it. No, of course. I'm I so disappointed. I think that's the wrong move. Well, uh, well, again, I, I, I usually for games I like and for series I'm interested, I usually keep myself in the dark. Oh yeah, no, I can't though. Um, it's too late. <laughs> I just, I want to follow a game to be set in another country. I have actually thought. No, I'm not gonna say thought. I have prototyped a post-apocalyptic London game. Really? Four times. Because like, and every time I said that to the Germans, they were like, "No, <laughs> we cannot do this. We do not have the time." <laughs> because uh, Metro Last Light, you, you know that series. Oh right? my god, that series. Also a great story, by the way. Mm-hmm. Great story. Fantastic that's ex- gameplay. That's exactly why stories and games need to exist, because if you don't have that kind of stuff, you just have a toy. And that... You're right. You're absolutely right. And, but, and that series, that series... If, it, if, Metro, if the Metro series was just a multiplayer game, it'd be just like the soul of a claw, and they'd just be just this dead yeah. team just kicking on the floor every now and again. It's... it's it's got everything. It's like it's it's great story, great ga- gr- great graphics, mm. great gameplay. It actually makes you feel like you're mm. on edge all yeah. time. Like you need every single mm. edge you can get. Like bullets are very hard to find. Bullets are ammo. The monsters are extremely difficult to kill. Oh, and then there's like the world design, the towns mm-hmm. built inside stations, built inside other stations. Oh yeah, and they go through the walls. Dialogue's and the, great. The ting and so on and so forth with the train. Yeah, I was like, oh, I love it, and like, his, his, he he doesn't talk in the game. It's only between loading screens, and nobody's looking at him. Goes, oh, DM said this and so on. So oh yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's and like he's like, he's very shy. He's a very shy black. <laughs> and I just like, and I understand building a story game very difficult because we saw Bioshock Infinite, where we had this huge promise, all those trailers and all those demos, and like this is gonna be it. This is the first time we're gonna feel like. Combat isn't the necessary thing. Story is the necessary thing. And it kind of fell in space. Yeah. Because they cut all of it out and they just basically left us with the shell of the story just to get us through the combat. And it was just... The combat wasn't fun, so there was no point in playing the game. Ah, uh, let's see. Bioshock Infinite, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Yeah, I, I'll say this. I have your story. I got Bioshock Infinite and I installed it and I played... I started at 5 o'clock in the day, played all through the night... All through the morning. Uh-huh. So it was daytime when I started and it was completely clear. And uh-huh. then by the next morning, it was bright in the morning and it had snowed six inches. 
I literally thought I had been there for like four days. It felt like that. But like, I will say, I loved the story at the time. I loved all of the experiences. Sure. But then afterwards, when you deconstruct it and you see all the plot holes and so on and so forth and what they were planning to do, yeah. I just don't think it hit the mark they could have done. Damn. And I understand why Irrational Close because there was no way to emotionally recover from making that game. Sure. Sure. And I'm, I'm desperate to find out what Camp Story Games, the new studio, is planning to do next because I hear it's a lot more like, what if you got like all of the complexity to Richard and just suck it into the story? Nothing yeah. else, just the story. And they're like, yeah. I... <laughs> make Firewatch, but make it so convoluted and crazy that like everything you do affects the story. See, Every little damn thing. <laughs> see, uh, there... And then add combat on top. <laughs> see, I, I, can, I can get behind that. I yeah. can get behind that. Have you um... played Firewatch? I I've I've seen it. Like I've seen I know the whole hey, I, See that's the thing. I actually want to talk to you about this. I see Firewatch and I'm just like it's a good story, but it's not actually a game. But it is. It's, not... it's it is a game because mm. I'll tell you how it's a game how because a game? you have to use your environment and what you look at and picking out certain things and evidence based and all that. And then you have to use the walkie-talkie and then go into the measures and then you're on a timer. So you have to be quick on your feet to make sure to get the right choices to make sure to get the right thing. And then how about that you got to be able to navigate yourself around the world using just a paper map. It's a game. But it's a game built around the mechanics of storytelling See, <laughs> through your first-person viewpoint. It's it's a it's kind of the same problem I have with uh, Pyre, the the new game by Supergiant, or the most recent game by Supergiant Games. What's it called? Pyre. They made a uh, Bastion and yeah, I don't Transistor. like those games. Huh? I don't like those games. See, but that's the thing. That's 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 odd to me because those games, you could actually argue that they put a lot of thought into world building and story. Yes. Um, but then when you play the game, it feels like a toy. <laughs> Bastion, I really. It enjoy. doesn't feel like I'm actually doing anything. I'm just moving this little doll around. I don't really like isometric games and so on. Really, I'm not really into those because it makes you feel like you're moving like like a doll. Like uh, what I like is Podesta games, where it's me and my gun, and I'm in the wasteland, <laughs> and my hand is shaking, and I haven't seen a rat in six days. I love that kind of stuff. Like you know, see for for me, I really like like, I, like, I like you know, and um, you I bet you saw E3. Oh, yeah. You know, Podesta and then Starfield. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to do a follow game, basically, in space. And I'm like... It's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to clear a decade of time. I can't play anything else now. i got to wait for this thing. See, that's that's the thing. Um, I, 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 I really space. I really like <laughs> Supergiant's games, like their, their style, because I'm a cartoony guy. So when I see stuff like that, yeah, it really I, appeals I, to I, me. I'm a very... Odd guy. When no, I'm style. I'm a very odd guy too. But like, I really like cartoony stuff. By like the that. way, we've been showing art and then just been like, you know, like, oh. <laughs> but playing, he drew, he drew a very drugged out cat. <laughs> ah, but um, but with Super Giant Games, I I like the style. I like the the worlds that they build. I do like the story that they come up with. Empire, which is their more recent game, they they take it to a different direction. Again, the world is huge. The story is interesting. It's still played by the isometric thing. I haven't seen it. It's it's more of like turn based combat and like that, that's not and like exploration. No, that's not. Um, but it's more of like a sport game. It's more of like sport. Game. It's really hard to explain. Turn based soccer. <laughs> no, it's just it. It's like you have okay, all your characters yeah. on the field, right. and only one character can move at any time. See, that's and just like toys, it's board games. It's all it's not for me. It is a board game essentially, but like it's a very. No, I, I say that, and I love Dungeons and Dragons, but Dungeons and Dragons again is all built on the mechanics of story. And what yeah. you choose. It's a very lively board game, though. And it's like it has a lot of strategy. and It's very like in the heat. You're not just waiting there. You actually have to be on your toes all the time, yeah. or you're gonna lose. Yeah. Um. But Pyre, it's just, a lot of it is just text. A lot of it is just like, you have to read the text. I, a I, lot I, of it is reading I, text. I think I find if a game is reliant on 
intense amounts of just text. It's very texty. Very texty. If it's reliant on a lot of text, then I think... <laughs> Say text again. The text. <laughs> text. This is, this is talking time, but text. But um, I just find if, if you're reliant on text, like I've, I I played Morrowind. I did play that first. And I couldn't get through it because of the reading. There's so much sex there in was, Morrowind. Like, how many characters talk in Morrowind? Every single no, character no, 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 no. I mean, talks. I, no, well, I mean, no, I know, I know, not ev- not literally every single, but pretty much almost every single character you no, can interact with. No, that was what I was talks. asking. How many people talk through voice acting? I think it's six. Only uh, six. I know there's 58 characters, and I think it maybe six or twelve. Yeah, I think only story, like main story based characters talk. Yeah, and eventually they got through that and they did all of the characters and then they only used six actors and <laughs> the trade off. But what I find is I can get more involved in the story if I can hear somebody tell me how they feel emotionally by talking because we don't talk, well, I talk, <laughs> we don't talk in book form because that's not what we do. Yeah. But like, and I don't mind games where you can go and have a look at the lore. That's sure. okay. That's fun. But like, I don't want to have to do that while I'm playing the game. No. Then I'm just like, uh, 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 uh. It's, per- it's like it's like like being hit in the face with a pan of butter. I I guess for me personally, I feel that a good game and a good story it's and a good perfect. world. Well, it's perfect. Okay, there that does not exist. There is no such thing as a perfect story. Excuse me. There is a perfect story. What, oh, I'm actually curious. What? Who? What? What's it's it? Home. Bone what? is the perfect story. Bone? Bone. Have you I actually haven't read it. Don't don't tell me about it. Perfect story. I actually want to read it's it. I really want to read it. If you know Watchmen, Bone is like the best children's novel. Of what? Of Watchmen? No, but like on a Watchmen level. Like, oh, it's Watchmen, okay. It's so immaculately... When you, when you read the start, you won't get it, but by the end, and if then you read the start again, you'll get it. Like, he planned it. All right. To like... Uh, Alright, I will definitely I will read it. Never mind, it's huge. It's so big. No, no, I, I every time I see it in the comic store, it's just like a giant And it's like a hundred books, you're like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> I and I really want to read it. Like yeah. I, Bowen definitely seems like it's right, right at my right my Telltale alley. made two games out of that. They made a game out of Bowen? That was their first licensed game. Really? Yeah, they made they made they did the first two chapters and then made making sales after that. Oh yeah, I'll check that out. And like like it looks like Bone and it looks like a Telltale game. But oh my god, the gameplay is so ancient. There is nothing to have Montel. <laughs> like, um, like it's a it's a Telltale adventure. Like it's got like the dialogue choices and the puzzles and so on. So but the way it plays is so different. It's weird. It's like a, it's like Telltale from another universe. Like uh, what's that? Like Grim Fandango levels of archaic. Yeah, maybe even actually. Okay. But like even less gameplay somehow. <laughs> really? Let's yeah. play the Grim, Grim Fandango. I love Grim Fandango though. I am, Fa- I'm still working through it. Grim I'm, Fandango. I, I think Grim Fandango. It's not my favorite adventure game, but it's the one I have the most respect for. I really. It's the one where it's gone the most out there. Like, this is the world. These are the characters. This is the story, and we are going everywhere with just this tone. Like it's literally like, what if you did a new a murder crime mystery in the afterlife? In the Mexican afterlife, <laughs> I gotta check. I really gotta finish it. It's, I think it's a Mexican, like you know, the South American afterlife. Like it's so good. I love it, and everyone is skeletons. Yeah, and I love skeletons. <laughs> so I was playing like that, and then I love like many like you'll be my driver. <laughs> so, so, but, but uh, shoot, no, I okay. I this originally started with I believe that a good story slash perfect story, if there is one, mm. um, in a game yeah. should make you want to read the text, like. A good game t- should I- present a world and mm. should present sufficient details yeah. in a non-intrusive or a non-intensive like intensive way yeah. 
Do, and but, should do, provi- but, do, but there is a level where like the, the feedback of noise from the amount of text gets past the completion of actually making a good story. So what I'll tell you that is um like you said in what was the game Pyre? That sounds yeah. horrible. But a good game that has lots of text and has characters and explains so and so forth is Final Fantasy Seven. Or but there's a lot of reading in that game because there's no voice acting. Sure. I don't think so anyway. Outside of But um there's a lot of text, but like there's just enough and there's not too much. Like it's right in that buttery cream of just enough text. Well what about what about Mass Effect, for example? Like Yeah, just just enough, but like they're talking it. Yeah. They no that's the they give you all the sufficient details and they give you a lot of information yeah. about but the when, world. But when half of the text is just exposition and it's just anime talking, yeah. it's like I was here four thousand years ago and so blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, and like it looks it's twenty minutes later and he's doesn't get onto like why he's here. Yeah, like that's that's too much. That is too much. That's too much, and that's where you have to draw back. Yeah, like I'll say this with like um, t- so and so forth. Um, you might want to go along with this. I don't know because like, I have a lot to talk about. Oh, but, no, to um, take your take your time. We got two minutes. <laughs> yeah, we got like a few minutes left. <laughs> but we just go along. You can edit back. I don't know. But anyway, what I find is um, when I go to a lot of um, comic cons and there's Irish devs doing so and so forth, a lot of the games are just we had this fun mechanic and we made a level and there's nothing to it. It's, okay. it's just fun to play and then you put it away and then you go. Like, I, I have no interest in half the games that I see here. But Dark Side Detective strip gameplay and added in puzzles and added in story and they're good. And the world is fine and the world is lovely and it's coherent and it's useful and it's great and I keep coming back to it and it's fun. If we had more games like that, we'd be far more successful. You don't need... We'd, all these people say, but we can't make a story, we don't have enough money. They did. They did it perfectly fine. They made sure to have enough of a level of quality that was affordable so what I think is the best thing to do mm. is get your game working and then see what you can do with a story in it and just add in the story basically maybe mm. just have like four characters do a journey journey's great journey has a story journey's, journey's great journey works perfectly with just like two characters meet each other and everything. yep man it works yeah it works great and like you know, Shadow Colossus works great where it's just him the yeah. horse and all that and you still get the story oh yeah story doesn't take a lot of work a good story takes a lot of work, but you actually have to attempt it. Nobody's going to give you the way to make a good story. If you can wow people with a good story with minimal amount of effort, with not minimal amount, but like an affordable amount of effort, sure, it's going to be gangbusters. Bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. And we're not doing it at the moment. Bang, boom. Because yeah. like, and right now, I'll just say in other words, like, you know, I got out of games. I went into screenwriting because it's just, you know, I just have to write the thing. I don't have to program anything. And then um, uh, I met a friend and then we became good friends. And then he got a production manager at Noir. And then I did a lot of script writing and so on and so forth. And that was fun. And um, held by a pilot. The pilot just premiered at Anime Expo. It's called Exogenesis. It's cool. like, what if you mixed Creed with a Blade Runner? Creed? Yeah. Creed who? You know, Apollo Creed's son, the movie Creed. Like Rocket. like the boxer? Yeah. Imagine the move, the Creed, the movie, but mixed with Blade Runner. So, like, there's these... Boxing cyborgs? Ca- yeah, literally. Like, they have Iron Man suits grafted into their spines. Uh-huh. And they just fight, like, in gladiatorial arenas. It's great. But, like, um, that was fun. And then right now, I'm writing two projects. I can't talk too much about them. I've wanted to mix Watchmen and The Cure for a long time. And that's as much as I'm going to say. All right, uh, Watchmen and the Cure. I think those are words to those are good words to leave to leave in people's minds. I have not slept in days. <laughs> that I, I think that might pe- make people <laughs> feel like, oh man, this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, okay. I think we're gonna end it there. 
uh, at least for the audio episode. We still got uh, we still got other stuff to do. But uh, thanks, thank you, Sean, for sharing all your awesome awesome experiences and oh, stories I'm, and writing I'm perspective. Very, I'm very happy to talk about it because uh, I find I'm, I find myself sometimes a lonely fish in a lonely sea with a lot of other people. You don't oh. really do a lot of writing. Like, oh. the kind of writing that I like to do, a lot of people do, like, you know, writing, but they write theatre and drama, and I'm like, I don't like that. I like freaky psychological horrors. <laughs> I like intense, you know, sci-fi dramas and so on and so forth, and all that. Like, I've, I've, had, I've had an idea where it's kind of like, I wanted to do a version of Battlestar Galactica that's, like, ten years away from the heat dead universe. Oh, whoa. Like, you know, like, that's the kind of stuff that I kind of like to write. And then also, like, I want to do, like, you know, like, old-school Conan the Barbarian you know, dark fantasy and all types of things. That's sure. the kind of stuff that I like to write. And other people are just like, why the hell would you want to write that? Because like, it's cool. <laughs> That's what's fun. It sells. Like, if you're not seen the TV pilots ordered recently? That is true. And, uh, and that's, and that's one of the purposes of this show is to bring people together. Is to yeah, bring the, the fish yeah. together. 